Welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and MacPaw. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined tonight by Christina Warren, senior writer at Gizmodo, and Brianna Wu, head of development at Giant Space Cat. How are you? <laughs> feel very professional Simone I absolutely in the middle of that hey forgot every intro to the show all 89 intros to the show I was gonna say say, you've done this a lot Simone and I know that like my title is different than it used to be but you should still no I'm I'm, I'm playing you do so much better than I can do you do so much better than I can do you're fantastic you know I mean I, I, I'm sure that you have also done it on, on times when I have, have been out doing the things, being sick or being on trips, living my life like I do. We, we are all we capable. We don't do it well. We don't do it well. I, I'm, I'm sure. I don't, I don't no, like to listen not. to you guys talk. I don't. So I, don't. I, 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 I don't. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's a big week this week. It is this a big is, week. Let's just jump huge. right in. Yeah. So iPhone 7 is... <gasps> Here. And Christina, I know you are writing a review, but am I correct yes. in thinking that your review is not up on Gizmodo yet? It, it is not up on Gizmodo yet. It might be up as, by the time you guys see this post. It might not be. It might be up like oh, first thing Friday morning. I'm not sure. But, but I can totally give you guys a preview. I've got the phone, and I've, I've got both the 7 and the 7 Plus, so I, <gasps> we can talk about it. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so okay. jealous. I get big, que- oh. for, big question right off the bat. Are you yeah. still a small phone person? <sighs> I bought the 7 Plus personally. Yes. So I, I'm, not, I'm not happy with the size at all. I'm never going to be. But one of the cameras, so I've got the rose gold 7 plus in my hand right now. I, I don't understand this. Like, you're laying in bed. I mean, don't you find the, it's like I mean, you it's can nice. do everything Look, from it. Yeah. I, I, as that sort of device, as like a sort of tablet sort of thing, I'm not saying it's not nice. It's just, it doesn't fit in my pocket the way that the, 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 the 7 would. It doesn't, you know fit in my purse as well. It doesn't fit in my wallet at all. Um, you know, my, my, my beautiful Kate Spade wallet case is now completely worthless. No. Um, <laughs> Send it to me. I'll buy it off you. R.I.P. Actually, I'm not like, kidding. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, well, I mean, I can still use it as a traditional wallet. I just can't hold my phone in it. But like, you know, it's just, and I have very small hands. Like you guys have met me in person. Like I'm a petite person, like in terms of like my hand size and wrist size and things like that. Well, so honestly, even for me, I mean, I think I have average size hands and I've been having a lot of, I, I, and this is totally my fault from overuse of the phone, but just like hand and tendon, arm tendon pain from holding no. my phone in bed. And I, I don't too. think that I yeah. can go up to totally. the bigger size just because of the the, it, the weight and no, the, the hand strain. That's the one problem with it because it rests on your pinky and your right hand yep. as you use it so much. And I have serious pains in my pinky all the time yeah. because of that. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're going to become like claw hand people. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think we might evolve eventually to have to hold these damn bigger phones. And that's the weird thing, right? Like I – and it, it's bizarre for me to like have to get used to literally using, you know – a phone with two hands. Like it was hard for me to use the iPhone six and six S with one hand, but I could do it. There's no way I can use the, 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 the seven one handed. It just, it's seven plus one handed rather. It's just, it's not possible. And, and so it's just, um, but you know, I got it because I wanted this camera system and, yeah. and I wanted the three, the three gigs of Ram and I wanted to know that I have the, the hotness and, and, with any luck, I hope, like next year, they'll be able to have all the features that I want in the smaller size again. Um, but as it stood, I was just like, I knew that if I didn't get the the 7 Plus, 
for the camera, I would always regret it. Yeah, you'd be left behind. Not be able to take those beautiful selfies. I wrote a thing for, exactly, I wrote a thing for for Gizmodo last week about how, like, Apple finally forced me to buy the bigger iPhone. And, (laughs) and, um, you know, and, 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 like, I've got it, you know, and, yeah, I don't love the size, but I really like the phone. And I'll probably get used to it, like you were saying, Brie. I probably will. I don't know how long it's going to take me. I don't think I'm ever going to love it. But <laughs> you'll grow thing, to love it. You'll grow to love it. And I yeah. guess the great thing about you is that you're going to buy one every year anyway. So totally, it's I'm just buy one every year. Just yeah. a year. So I saw one in the store because um I I have a confession to make. I completely smashed my husband's iPhone last week. Like oh, no. I was angry and I kicked our coffee table. I was like, ah, and his phone fell a foot to the floor and, and just crashed like uh from only a foot but you know we went over to the apple store to replace the screen they did it for free um yeah i got to see the phone there and you know there was this tweet that came out and it was like 90s eroticism it had like denise richards coming out of the pool in wild things and then it was like 2016 eroticism it was like the shot of the iphone 7 (laughs) and i completely understood that tweet when i held the jet black one in my phone because it feels so sexy and it's it it looks so gorgeous so i guess what i want to know about like you've used it i mean what what is the story here yeah you have the rose gold one right christina my personal phone is the rose gold one and then my review phones i had a a matte black though the regular black iphone 7 plus and then for the iphone 7 is the jet black variant all right go on go on I, i i'm still a hater but go on Tell us about the. So, I mean, look, what I'll say about the jet black is, I mean, like Bree said, I think that it's beautiful, especially when it's off. The silhouette is really, really oh. striking because it really does look like the edges of the screen meld into the front. Like it looks like it's one solid piece of black glass and it's really striking and it's really, really gorgeous. Um, and so a lot of part of me thinks, and this is this is kind of a preview of my review, I almost think that this is like them giving us a hint of what we can expect to see with the iPhone 8. Mm. You know, there, there are rumors that it's going to return to the all-glass design and that it's going to be an edge-to-edge glass screen and that the home button will be embedded into the screen itself and all those sorts of things. And that if those things are so true, sexy. I can imagine them taking kind of the, the design hues of this of this jet black and kind of taking that to the entire, you know, facade mm-hmm. Of the mm-hmm. phone because the silhouette, if you just look at the jet black, is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, having said that, you know it is a fingerprint magnet, mm-hmm. and it's going to show scuffs like no tomorrow. And it feels good in the hand. I wouldn't say it's more or less slippery. It feels the same in the front of the back. So I don't know if it's going to feel more or less slippery. It depends on who you are, but it definitely is going to show every little thing. Like um, I had a small incident with my. F- uh, review unit. Um, it was vibrating on my desk, fell off my desk, and, and fell two and a half feet and hit the concrete floor, and Oof. now has some scuffs. and And it it's not great. Um, I, you know, I think that's more of a result of hitting the concrete than you know anything having to do with the, the phone construction itself or anything. But like, you definitely see any things on the back of it. You know, they show up and the fingerprints show up, and it's going to definitely you'll see all those little dings. Um, but the but it's beautiful, you know, in the store, if you can see it or if you have a clear case on it, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. And I think even with the dings, a lot of people might want to go for that just to say I've got the new greatest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, you know, I'm fully invested in the in the rose gold ecosystem. I, I live a rose gold life. So <laughs> so for me personally, rose gold was where I was going to be. Uh, also, candidly, 
you know, that phone was available to ship to me for release day. Whereas if I'd wanted, you know, um, a, a jet black model, I feel um, like people know, are going like to regret November. their jet black purchases. Just, I mean, yeah. the scuff yeah. and the scratching issue. It's just, it's not, I guess, I guess, I guess when you, when you're describing it as like the full glass phone, that idea sounds cool to me, but I'm still a professed jet black hater, and I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. You're, gonna, you're gonna judge person. me? It's gonna affect our friendship, just the color of my phone? Yeah, yeah you're gonna so, pull out your phone when we're hanging me? out, and I'll yeah. be like, yeah. uh, well, I'm sorry, I've is gotta go. Is that the jet black phone? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sort of <laughs> the beauty of, of the iPhone at this point, is that they now have, you know, the, 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 the silver, the gold, the rose gold, the black, and the jet black, so they've got these five Mm-hmm. You know different finishes and, and and colors and and so everybody kind of has their own personality. I do think though that there is something really striking about the design, and I do think it's one of those things. That's why that's the one they've got all over Apple dot com and the yeah. website. That's the, yeah. all the all the the, the photos is, is they really want to show this off because it's the one that when it's photographed especially looks the most different. Because if you don't have that color, you know it looks the same. Um, yeah, if it's missing honestly, a headphone jack, but it looks the same. Photographs it like it can look almost like a case in some photographs. Yeah, and it's lovely. Great. I mean, I like the matte black. I think that the, the the regular black color I think is nice. I think a lot of people might prefer that to the jet black because it, it unlike the space gray, it's a true black, but yeah. it doesn't have, you know, the issues with, with showing fingerprints and, and, and some of the scuffs that you might see. Um, but we all know gold so is where I, it's at. I want to ask you about the internals, but before yeah. I do, this is this is <laughs> oh, really, the actual I, hardware of the phone. Yeah, the actual, should we talk about but, that? But before we, we do should. that, though, this is I swear, like your answer to this question is going to determine if I like cancel my order right now uh-oh, <laughs> like, uh-oh. of the jet black. I mean, do you think that if it? Do you think that with the jet black, as it does become scuffed and used, do you think there's going to be a beauty there? I mean, do you think it's, it's, um, I mean, or do you think it's going to look hoopty? I don't think it's going to look hoopty. I think that there, I think it depends. I'm not sure how it's going to wear because, I mean, everybody mm-hmm. always talks about, you know, I think John Gruber was the one who'd kind of coined the Millennium Falcon look of the black iPhone 5. So before they had space gray, the iPhone 5, you know, had black. And, and if you didn't have a case in it, you know, it would kind of get scuffed on the back and would kind of gain character. And it's true. I mean, mine didn't really get that that bad looking, but but it would gain, you know, kind of character from you know, the way that, that, that certain things would look. And and that's 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 accurate. I think that it depends on how it gets scuffed and where because it's definitely gonna show up. Right. Um so I think it depends on on where those scuffs are and how deep they are and how close you are to it. I think from afar it's gonna look fine. It's just when you get up close to it, if you're not having it in a in a case, and I would probably recommend a clear case you know, it's going to show, you know, scratches and scuffs. It, it just is. Hmm. Such is life. Such is life. All right. All right. All right. So, but, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's sorry, move on, ahead. actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to know every, I mean, is this an iPhone worth upgrading to? Is it faster? Um, is it, yes. um, how's the camera? Like, I want to know everything. The, like, the camera's fantastic. The camera, I think, you know, is obviously the huge standout feature. And, and so I haven't really tried the portrait mode. I know iOS 10.1 beta just, uh, came out with the portrait mode feature. I haven't had a chance to install it and use it yet. Um, but um, I, uh, you know, that that's the mode that'll kind of let you kind of do the, their their depth of field stuff. And so the idea is that it'll basically take two photos. One, it's like HDR mode, and it'll take a regular photo, and then it'll also take this 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 depth of field mode, what they call portrait, where it'll you know focus on the subject and then blur out what's in the background and create this great looking bokeh effect. And 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 the photos that Apple has used on its website. 
um, you know, look really good. Uh, Matthew Panzerino at um, TechCrunch was able to get like, I think like an early look at, at the mode and, and some of his photos look really good. Um, I, I can't wait to play with that. I think even without that, like and the reason that I got the seven plus versus the seven, um, the new camera, even if you just got the seven compared to, to even last year's success cameras, are a big update. So it now has, you know, much um, a wider aperture. So it's, so it's a, you know, a, an F 1.8 rather than, than a 2.2. So it's going to be way better in low light. And, and in tests that I've done kind of side by side in the same sort of lighting conditions, you can see that the noise levels are, are drastically different. Um, it also, you know, so it's going to let more light in. Um, and, and, you know, the, the new lens element is, uh, is better too. And, and I think is better at capturing some crisper detail. And then it's got, you know, uh, optic image stabilization on both the small phone and the big phone for photo and video. So in the past, if you wanted to do optical image stabilization, especially, you know, and that's very important for 4k video, especially, um, whether you're on a gimbal or not, you know, you want to be able to have some sort of stabilization. Having that built in is really nice on the smaller phone on the bigger phone. What it adds is, is this, this great telephoto lens and, and they call it telephoto and that's, you know, kind of a little <laughs> bit of a, of a stretch because it's it, it's it's double. So the the, the standard lens is, is 28 millimeter focal length and, and and the the telephoto is 56 millimeters. So um, you're getting you know twice the optical zoom. You can also do some digital zoom. I wouldn't recommend doing that, but you can do some some digital zoom on it as well. And um, you know for a smartphone that doesn't have um, a protracting lens. Um, because there was like a, a Samsung zoom phone. And I think there've been a couple of others that have had like lenses that would actually protract for, for a, you know, a phone, not like withstanding that. I mean, this is one of the best zooms we've ever seen on a smartphone and, and it's not going to be good enough to, for instance, replace, you know, the, 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 the zoom that I can have on my, my, uh, Sony, um, RX 100 Mark four, but, um, it's close and, and it's certainly a big difference. And it's one of those things I even found, even if you just like kind of use it as a prime, like always are shooting in this two X mode, you just press a button in, in the camera app and it'll, it'll zoom in for you. You know, you can get, um, you know, much closer shots and, and different sorts of shots than you would think. And, and it, and it's, it's, and it, it's nice to finally have that. You can also kind of granularly decide how much you want to zoom in. Um, using a little, a little dial, um, in, in the camera app. Um, other, other camera features that, that are really interesting. They've, they've opened up APIs for the camera so that if you use an app like Lightroom that, that Adobe makes, you can actually capture cam- um, you know, uh, Oh, really? The EXIF data? All the raw camera format? Yeah, yeah. You can actually Rather, capture yeah, in raw. You can yeah. actually capture in raw. And wow. so, and, 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 and this is really great because, you know, for people who, because the iPhones had a great camera and there have been some apps in the past that have sort of been able to kind of simulate that, but not really. So this will actually, it's not going to happen if you're using the default camera app, but if you use some third-party tools, again, Lightroom is one of them, hmm. um, you know, you, you can you can capture in DNG and that's great because then you can, you know, make those sorts of adjustments. Um and then you can also have a lot of manual control. They've opened up a ton of APIs for letting people have manual control over both the both you know lenses and, and other stuff in. Do you think the, that'll eventually work video for apps. video too? Because oh, it already the does. Ability, oh, okay. Wow. Wow. It already does. So, and That's you've already huge. been able to do some of that in video. There, there, there's a there's an app called Filmic Pro that a lot of professionals use, and Filmic Pro will basically let you set um, the resolution and 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 kind of the capture size and whatnot. But but Filmic Pro already takes advantage of both lenses. And so that's the great thing about having the seven plus is that that, that extra zoom lens, like you can choose how much you want to zoom in. You can choose, you know, those features, whether 
you're in film, you know, in, in photo or video mode. And, and mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. So, you know, when, when you're shooting video, you can zoom in and not have to worry about any, you know, like digital zoom ickiness. Um, right, right. and, and so it's, 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 it's a real, I really like the camera. So what about like headphones? Like, did you miss that? Because one of the things that really concerns me is, you know, the AirPods aren't out yet. I don't think I'll ever use that. But even looking at the Beats line that are, um, you know, compatible with this, you have the Beats Solo 3, which I'm sorry, the cups for the ears are just a little too small. I don't find them comfortable to wear for a long time because I just wear headphones all day, every day. Totally. Um, The Beats Wireless 3, the Power Beats 3, I'm not a fan of them. I use them as my backup headphones. And the Beats X are not out for a while now. So it really is the case where they don't have any, you know, you know, earphones you can buy. They're compatible with this big technology that they're pushing with it. So yeah. I mean, what is, what's your experience with that? Did you, yeah. How did so you feel about it? I have a pair it? of AirPods and, and, oh. and, the, oh. and, and, and the, the software is, is still not finalized. So, right. so I have to give that caveat, you know, AirPods I think are interesting. I think that they are a good first attempt at solving the problem. They don't solve the wireless problem. They just hmm. don't. They're, 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 they're still, Bluetooth. The way that they pair using that that um, you know W one wireless chip, the the instant pairing is super nice and is super. That's mm-hmm. awesome, and, and and you know the the Beats will do that too, um, and I appreciate that. That each I also appreciate that each ear syncs individually. Like this is smart. Really, but it's yeah. Wow. So, so how a lot of individual like a uh, you know wa- fully wireless earphones work is how they usually work is that one will pair to another one. Mm-hmm. So usually what happens is that you have, you know, one is paired to the phone and then the other earbud is paired to that other to to like so you say your right earbud is paired that. to the phone and your left earbud is paired to your right earbud. And that can cause a lot of distortion and can cause lag. Um so Apple is not doing that. And and some other companies who are doing things like that don't do it either, but a lot of companies do. So Apple is doing it the right way where each one has a wireless one, a W1 chip built into each headphone and each headphone pairs with your device. Um, And, you know, as people have reported before, you know, you don't have to worry about them falling out of your ears. At least I haven't had that problem and I've had other people, you know, put them in and they haven't been able to shake them out of their ears. Having said that, I don't know how comfortable I would be running with them in my ears. Here's Um, my nightmare scenario. Listening to them on the subway and somebody just snatches them out of my ears and runs away. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can can see that. I suppose I've worn them on the subway and I haven't had that issue. I haven't even had anybody look at me. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think that that a lot of us have fears of the subway. I think there was was a report this week because of the the, the, – incidents that happened in, in Chelsea, you know, that like people said, what are things p- people in New York are afraid of? And like terrorism's not on the list. It was like bed bugs. It was like being pushed on the subway, like in, in, in into like you know, on, yeah. on, on, on an oncoming train. Like there were like lots of these other things. And I would, I would kind of put, you know, like having your headphones, your ear pod, your AirPods stolen from your ears, maybe on that list. I don't think that's likely, but it maybe depends on what train line you're on. I, you know, yeah. uh, if I was on a certain line, I might not, I might not do it. Um, the thing I'll say about them, and, and I said this in kind of my, my hands-on that I wrote a couple weeks ago, you know, if you're, if, if, um, regular ear pods fit your ears, then AirPods are going to work for you. But if regular ear pods don't fit your ears, AirPods are probably not going to be ideal. Hmm. My big beef with them, and, and I think the sound quality is fine. I think the price point of $160 for truly wireless headphones, I think is actually completely fine. That's in line with everybody else's things. 
My issue is a little bit with both with two things. One, I think sort of the execution with where they're going with some of the serious stuff, because I like the idea, the idea that you can just talk to stuff, but I I don't think they're quite there yet. And I think that the the secondary thing is just we're not quite at the wireless technology phase, uh, you know, stage where where the wireless, where the Bluetooth stuff is is working well enough. Case in point, Mm -hmm. it was raining in New York on Monday and I was walking to the subway with the AirPods in my ears. I had an umbrella up. I'm walking, you know, I've got my phone in my purse. I'm walking to to the, to the train station. Because of the rain, the Bluetooth was a little bit disturbed. And so it was kind of cutting in and out huh. a little bit. Hmm. That's that's not an AirPod thing at all. That's a Bluetooth thing. And and that's going to happen. And and that's one of those things that becomes sort of frustrating. Uh, another thing, and, and this is where kind of, you know, the, the, the talking to your buds, I mean, there, there was a piece, I think, you know, David Pearson Wired wrote it. It was good. He kind of said, you know, the, the, the AirPods aren't for music. They're for Siri. And, and the idea would be kind of that, you know, they're kind of the, the first step of kind of creating this her-like, um, you know, scenario where you can talk to things at all times because you can double tap on the side of them and and pull up Siri and, and then have her do things. And you can, and that's great. I have a couple issues with it. One, um, I would almost, and I, I'm sure that the battery life is one of the reasons they wouldn't and also just wanting to get, you know, the the experience correct. You know, you almost wish if that's going to be the case, why isn't it always listening? You know, mm. that, that, so, so why do I have to tap? Um, the, the, the bigger problem that I have, and this, this is just more practical, is that, um, you know, one of the things I do frequently when I'm like listening, you know, when I've got, especially with in-ear earpods, you know, this is more frequent than when I've got like earphones like over my ears. But when I've got something like earbuds like in my, in my ears, you know, you want to adjust your volume. Yep. And to adjust the volume, you've either got to pull out your phone and adjust it manually on your phone, or you've got to double tap on the side and say volume up. And that takes you out of the experience. So I wish, I'm not saying the gestures are the solution, but at the same time, I think this would be, because people always forget how to use them. But it would be nice if there was something you could, you know, a certain way you could do something on the side, touch them, have some sort of controls to adjust the volume or to skip to the next track or to play or pause. Because it takes you out of the experience if I've Mm got to say, you know, double tap and say pause to pause my music, double tap and say resume. That's going to take more time than pressing a button on, my you know headphones now yeah and that's just a fact and and i think eventually we might get to the point where you know we have kind of these omnipresent everything's always listening to you you know earphones um and and you could just talk to it and say pause you know or, or, or use a keyword and that would be better but right now it just it, it's not quite there and but having said that i mean i do think and again you know the ones i'm using are, are pre-production and they're not finalized i think that the, the product themselves are good i don't think they solve the wireless problem um i don't think they necessarily have to i think that they're a good first shot um and and i think that the price point for what they are is fine but I don't think that most people who are going to be coming into, you know, their their first blush with, with wireless headphones, they would probably be better suited for wireless headphones from someone like Beats um, or Bose or, 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 or you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Bowers and Wilkinson or, or any of a, a number of other companies. Some cans having, you know, that are a little more cans. easy to yeah, use. Or, exactly. You know uh, – I think that that might be might be better for them, um, but I do think that the AirPods have potential, and I do think I look forward to seeing the second generation. Um, so yeah, that's that kind of, of sums up how I feel after reading reviews of them. Is it, it, it seems very early adopter right now, and I guess I, this is the point where I disclose that I'm probably going to wait for next year's phone, just because <laughs> I 
yeah, I'm I'm cheap and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a, a, the right time to upgrade when I love my 6S so much. Um, yeah, if you've got a 6S, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you need to upgrade. If you have a 6, I think it's a different it's story. Time. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the, because it's going to be so much faster. The camera's a big upgrade. Actually, you know, that's you, a good segue into touch. iOS 10 on the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Uh, how, how are you liking it? You know, um, I've kind of, I've been using the beta since June. So it was weird on one phone. I was running the beta on another phone. I was running iOS nine. So it was kind of in a weird back and forth state. I know a lot of people who don't like it. I do think that the notification size, like the bubbles, that size of stuff is kind of one of those things where I'm kind of like, sometimes it's too big. Um, you know, I think that, 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 uh, the redesigned lock screen, some of the widgets can be overwhelming, but I think once you get it settled, it's fine. Um, I like the new Apple Music. Uh, I like oh, I the new maps. It. It I is love so it. Sleek. I love it. Oh. Yeah, I like the new Apple Music. I like the new um, news app. I, I like the new maps. Um, you know, I, I wrote kind of a rant about how like uh, the, mes- how, the how messages, the messages is, is is an absolute disaster. But I love it. It was kind of the, the it, like, why would Apple make you know messages <gasps> such a nightmare? I will. And, and, and it's so great. It's I, so bad. No, it's, listen, oh, it's terrible, yeah. but it's great. The yeah, interface it. of the stickers in messaging is so messy. And oh, it is. I, I, I'm a person who loves Facebook stickers. Like I live for that. Why didn't if they I just could copy talk the Facebook, Facebook stickers? I would. I do not enjoy how I guess difficult to navigate this sticker store is and the fact that well, they, I can't yeah. find a sticker section within the app store, but then I well, look for stickers and then I can find stickers. And it's it's just all very yeah. I, and how hard it is to delete them, like having to go to manage and delete them. Like there's no simple way to do that anyway it's just very it feels very like first draft let's get some stickers on there i'm all for uglifying messages with stickers because i love and that and what about like the feature of your apple watch that made a great demo where you send people your heartbeats them making that a dedicated button one of three buttons get on that screen it. totally get rid yeah, of it's it. so dumb Delete it is it. so then, stupid instead that, should be a, oh. instead that should be a sticker button because my, my, my thought is you know Look, there's no there's no denying the fact that the, the messages I you know the stuff happened coming to iMessage is in direct response to the things we saw in Facebook Messenger and, and things that were seen in the new you know Google Messenger Allo and and you know and, and WhatsApp and Kick and all these other services and to, to a lesser extent Snapchat and all these things. There's there's no doubt that like that's a response to that, right? So I, I'm wondering like if you already took so many cues from Facebook Messenger and that's okay. Like like uh, as as Steve Jobs said that the Pablo Picasso said, you know, great artists steal. Like I'm I'm all for it. Like why not steal the way that they do stickers on on Facebook where there's a dedicated button? Um because I, I agree with you, Simone. I think that's one of my biggest issues with it. Like I I don't like the fact that apps and sticker packs sit side by side in messages. Like it, it, it you know what I mean? Like it does not they do different please things. me. And, and and then if you've got a lot of the things installed, it can be difficult to navigate. You can't really search. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that'll be something that if they get enough feedback on, they'll they'll create a dedicated button. Yeah. But I'm with you. The digital digital touch is cool, and that's a great gimmick. It doesn't need to be its own button. No. One of three. It really doesn't. Got it. No. And I keep accidentally sending them to people because I'm like, oh, let me play with this for a second. Oh, I sent you like a sploosh of fingers, whatever. It's fine. Now, I, I actually speak, returning to the, the home screen widgets, love, love, I'm in love with them. The transit widget is my life. Oh, it's great. 
Except then I had to hide the news widget because it was stressing me out. I was like, this is not what I want to see when I open my phone. Oh, the American America politics. Oh, oh, my nightmare. Anyway, I just sent yeah. you. I just I just sent you a drawing, Simone. Is it gonna be vulgar? I freaking <laughs> knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christina, for that beautiful drawing of a heart, a human body yeah. heart that. Uh, yeah, it, was def- it was definitely a heart. That means the world to so many people. Um, my mom just sent me a- an actual heart, and it's oh, that's nice because your mom loves you. Yeah, aw, that's cute. Thanks, mom. All right, putting my phone down now. <laughs> this is a distraction for me in the middle of the show. No, can yeah, we, there's can a- we talk about Apple Music because it is yeah, such yeah. a huge upgrade. Have you have both of you discovered that your actual picks every week? Are yeah. better because I have. I mean, how many times have I criticized this on the show? Like the downgrade in you know selected like curated songs, um, and it is like I don't even know what's up. Like every single day, like I, I turn on my phone, and it's like what magical new song is Apple going to pick for me today that I just love? It is. I don't know what happened. Well, like, they have a couple yeah. things. They have they they have like two new playlists. They have like my favorites mix, which updates every week, where it'll show you like your favorite songs, like songs that you've loved and from your library and that, that you've got there. And they've got like my new music mix, mix, which is like new songs from artists that they think you're gonna like. And and it's and, right. And, and it, <laughs> it's not. It's not to me. It's maybe not as perfect as Discover Weekly and like new music, whatever on Spotify, but it's close. Um, and, and, you know, I think that their, their daily playlists that they're kind of putting out, you know, are, are really good and, um, you know, different, like, I'm, you know, I, I like it. I like it a lot. And, and the interface is a huge improvement. It is the, the bold pictures and just how, how blocky and distinguished everything is. I love it. And the bold text for the library and all, all that, all the header text. I, it's so bold. I think it's not what I would have envisioned or imagined or thought I wanted. But now that I have it in front of me, I'm like, this is, it's, al- it's almost like a newspaper, but it's full of yeah. beautiful music. And Brianna, yeah. I just want to yeah. share with you that I popped over to the For You section, scrolling through Wednesday's playlists, and there is a K-pop meets EDM playlist yeah. suggested to me. Okay, <laughs> so you I want to know when that, you got Simone. your hands yes. on my phone. Yes, and when you broke my Apple you. Music account, that's not cool. You need to you need to keep things to yourself. Okay, I'm trying to convert you. I'm trying to convert you, Simone. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna seduce you into the EDM world. We found no, the middle ground. Like, yeah, no. Before I swear, I would I would open up Apple Music and I would be offended. I would be like, "What on earth, Apple Music? <laughs> Makes you think I want to listen never. to some <laughs> Gomez? No, no. Do not show me Justin Bieber on my phone and." now it's like Sophie Ellis Bechtor, uh, you know, Matt Quayle, uh, you know, I mean, full intention, like this is all good stuff. And it's tracks I've never heard before. And that's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's really that and fixing the shared playlist thing, because I've done a lot of testing with that. Yeah, it was unusable for the first year of Apple Music. And now it's an actual viable way to like show music that you love to friends that get EDM. So um, I don't know, I'm all in on Apple Music. And to me, I think that's the keystone feature of iOS 10 besides iMessages. Yeah, yeah, I I would say that that's definitely a big improvement. Love it. And they've buried connect in the free you section. Nice. (laughs) They definitely have. And, And I think you can still turn it off someplace um but yeah but they, i like the the port rip connect sorry it was a good it was an I, attempt I don't mind it was an connect. attempt 
boldly. I, I don't agree with that. I like that. It's uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I there's so many artists in the EDM world that barely ever put out songs. So yeah, I don't maybe know. a genre. I'm, yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, it's just it's just for me. It's one of those things. It's like I you know people don't don't post there very often. I feel and like so, with pop music, which is where Christina and I are more at, like those artists have other venues where they're already posting stuff and I follow them there. So I'm not going to go into my music app to find out what they're doing. I'm going to be like looking at their Twitters or their Instagrams. Um, but I, but yeah, yeah, I, I see, I see the value of it for you, Brianna. Mm-hmm. It's hard having unusual music. Taste I know you suffer. Really, no one, no one understands me. Yeah. Do you want to go <laughs> scream about it in your room to like lock the door and just head back <laughs> yes. for a while? We'll do that. We'll do that. All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how do we, any other any other words about um, the iPhone seven or iOS ten to to go through? Yeah, I mean, we- I mean, I mean, I guess what I would say. I mean, I think if you are on an iPhone six S or six S plus, it is not necessarily something you have to upgrade to because it's it's you know iterative mm-hmm. for sure. But I think that if you're on like a five S, if you're on a six. And you're you're you've got your contract up, or you know you you've got you know the money to, to kind of put up for a new phone. I think it's a great phone. I think the cameras are fantastic. I do think if you're someone who's like a pro photographer, pro videographer, the cameras are probably good enough to make you go, yeah, okay, let me mm-hmm. sell my success or you know success plus and 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 go ahead and grab this one. Um, or, and obviously if you're a developer, you know somebody like that. But um, no, I mean I think they're really good. And 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 we did, I didn't even really get to touch on the performance of the phone itself, but like that A10 Fusion processor is really powerful, and the the benchmark are amazing and what I really is impressive is the fact that you get more battery life because it's got these four cores and two of them are low powered and so your task like fetching things from the background and doing low power you know stuff that doesn't require a lot of energy that's not using up your main cores and so um you know battery life is 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 better and that's um, something we haven't seen, frankly, in a long time from an mm-hmm. iPhone where we've had an iPhone with better battery life. Yes. So um, I, I'm a fan. You know, I think that they're good phones. I think people who are like, they're boring. I mean, maybe a little, but all phones are boring right now. I think they're really good iPhones. Um, and and uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I hate that I had to buy the bigger phone, but at the same time, I, I know that the photos that I'm going to get with it will be worth it. You'll get back Do you down. Think that- do you think that for somebody that might be getting the the 7 and not the 7 Plus, do you think that there's enough there to feel good about the upgrade? Because the camera, like the, the pictures I've seen are really, you know, it's really more iterative. So yeah. I think we can all agree the 7 Plus looks really yeah, cool. I mean, but I, I yeah, would, yeah, yeah, that's a harder one for me to say. I, I honestly do feel like if you're going to make the jump, you you should consider if you can go ahead and go up to the bigger phone. If you can deal with a bigger phone, I do think this at this this phase. I think just because it's more powerful, the dual cameras, you know, more RAM on the system. I think that the seven plus is, is a little bit better phone. That said, I think the optic image stabilization, and I do think even though it's iterative, just the low light performance alone is significantly better on the seven. That if again, if you're coming from a six or a five S, I think that the seven is going to be a really nice upgrade. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fantastic. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way 
for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building that for yourself today at squarespace.com and enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Um, Squarespace is great. They provide a lot of easy tools and templates to make a sleek, modern-looking website for whatever it is, the message that you're trying to get out there today. I don't have any examples today to build off of. Usually I have a great example of, say, a store based on my foolishness, my tomfoolery, or based on a topic. But today, your imagination is king or queen, gender equal kings and queens and your imagination will dictate what you can do with your squarespace website and i feel like like for me personally when i was building my squarespace website i had maybe a vague idea of what i needed but when i started playing around with the tools like it was it was freeing i was like yes i things started coming together about how i wanted the page to look and what colors i wanted where and like the what kind of what pictures I wanted and where I wanted my pictures and like it all started to coalesce and it made it really easy for me to make changes on the fly to that design that I had completely in my head because I'm not the kind of person who plans things. Um, and yeah, and in, in the end, I had a, what I think is a really nice looking website without even really thinking about it. So there's an endorsement for you. And of course, if you do like to plan things out um, and even tinker around with code, you can do that as well with Squarespace. You're not confined to the templates, but you can swim in that soft sea if that is what you desire. Uh, So yeah, Squarespace takes away all those pain points like worrying about hosting and stuff like that, scaling and what to do if you get stuck along the way because they have 24-7 support with live chat and email. Basically, the whole process becomes the super fun exploratory website building process that you didn't have when you were a kid reading HTML for dummies and you tried to build a website and you had really big ambitions and then you gave up (laughs) almost immediately like around the time you got to the body tag because you're like, this is really hard and I don't want to do it. Squarespace doesn't make you do that. (laughs) They give you freedom (laughs) and choice and you, you come out with something that you can be proud of. Squarespace. <laughs> if you sign up for a year, you get a free domain name, which will allow you to choose exactly what you, you want your site to be called. Brand your things, my friends. Brand them. And uh, plans start at just $12 a month. So that's pretty great. If you want to start a trial with no credit card required, start building your website. You can actually build like pretty much the whole thing out for free with their like little, I think it's a two week trial. Um, and then when you, when it's time to make your purchase, you can use offer code rocket to get 10% off your first purchase. Show your support for rocket and relay FM and come out of it with a sick website that you will link to people and be happy with. I actually had a great Squarespace support experience this week. Cause I was trying to, uh, do the, SEO magic to get my website to show up on Google search and like, you know, get it up to the top. And they have, they totally have instructions there for like how to log into the, the Google, uh, whatever the Google is called, you know, the Google thing. Webmaster tools. tools. Thank you. See, I needed this. I needed this very badly. I was like, I know that this should be happening. And they're like, here are the step-by-step instructions for the webmaster tools. And it was so easy. I did it in like five minutes and now I have good SEO. So there is my endorsement. Thanks, Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Yeah. Topic two. (laughs) 
So I have a bit of a rant on please, this. Yes. Can I can I just take the wheel you, on you this? Should please take so, the wheel. Okay, please take the wheel. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, I woke up this morning, I looked at Twitter, and, you know, Edward Snowden, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie, it's really good. Like, it's really surprisingly good. I expect it to be terrible. But um, he was tweeting about Google. How do you pronounce it? Is it Allo? Allo. Is it Allo? Allo? Okay. So, you know, he was tweeting about Google Allo. In case you don't know, this is Google's really new. Um, you know, it's basically their messaging app. Uh, it's really built to, you know, compete with, you know, the new iMessage, Facebook messages, so lots of stickers, lots of universal communication. They've got an iOS client. And, you know, one of the things that was a cornerstone when they um, debuted it or were talking about it were all the security and privacy features, all of which are just conveniently gone now <laughs> that they brought it out. Like, it's yeah. just, oh, hmm. oof, I guess we're we're not really going to do that. And, you know, he had this long uh, tweet thread kind of talking about, um, you know, how many, the, like, FISA court, the FISA court when he was working, you know, with the, uh, you know, the NSA, um, you know, they approved 100% of requests and things like that. So really critiquing Google for their, um, um, you know, their handling of privacy on this and, and suggesting people not use this app, uh, of which I agree with. But I wanted to talk about the other side of this. And, you know, I don't want this to be a monologue as much as a discussion, mm-hmm. but I I want to tell you all my experience with installing, um, you know, Mac OS X Sierra today. So I wake up, I install it. It was very slow on my MacBook One. Um, but... You know, I'm going through the new features. And I'm like, oh yeah, Apple um, enabled you to be able to uh, use your Apple Watch to unlock it. I know that um, unlock your MacBook, and I know that one of the things we talk about a lot with the Apple Watch is turning it into kind of a a Metal Gear, you know, personal area network device to <laughs> totally. open things for you. Being your personal communicator, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And this is something. This is a good fit for the Apple Watch, so I want to install it. And I'm not going to give like a really long play-by-play, but I'm, guys, I'm going to tell you it was a nightmare experience because I I go to the, the box on it and I try to log in and it goes, oop, you've got two-factor authentication on your primary iCloud account. So you need to sign out of that and disable it. So I go to iCloud, I disable two-factor authentication. You know, it signs out on every machine in my house. I have to go through, I have to disable my security questions. I go back through, I log in on this Mac, I log back in on my iPhone. It's not there. I'm going through and changing passwords and going through all this. It was a nightmare. And I never got to work even after wasting two hours on it. My point isn't complaining about this feature, my point is, um, I don't think I'm the only person that moved away from Windows. When it got to a point where they would put out a new feature, and I would have no faith that it would work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that this is where we're at with you know Apple security, um, just because it's so many layers on so many devices you know, piled on top of each other that I don't think you can count on it to work. It's so important. Like Apple is the only company out there that really, or or mainstream company that really takes privacy seriously. 
but I can't help but feel that the 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 application of it today with two-factor authentication and security codes and you know writing down your recovery key in iTunes uh. and not being able to change your security questions unless you cancel your entire password, which will log out of every single device that you own. Um, I just can't help but feel that we're we've really created this rat's nest of security that is not elegant and is at a point where normal people are not going to use it. Like I promise Frank is never going to use this stuff. So, I mean, I wanted to throw that over to you. Like, how do you guys feel about the state of Apple's like security implementation? Well, so let me start with like the two factor authentication thing. And I think what your problem might've been is you might've had, cause they had like two different versions. They had like, they used to have like two step um, authentication and then they had like two factor. So it was like, it was like mm-hmm. a, a different sort of thing. So I remember like on one of my accounts, cause I have, and this is another problem with, with that Apple has with their services. My iTunes account and my iCloud account are different. So the account that I use to purchase things from iTunes is not the same as my iCloud account and there's no way to merge them. Oh, so I have God. two Apple IDs. And so when I log into a new phone, which I've had to do several times in the last week because I've been reviewing things, you know, you have the opportunity to say, you know, I have a different Apple ID for purchases versus iCloud and you can log into both at the same time. You can do that at setup. Usually what I used to have to do is I have to log in with both with one account, then log out of it from iCloud and then re-log into the other account or, or vice versa. But what what but I know and I believe um, Glenn Fleischman has written about it, but, but I know some other people um, have too. Um, it might, 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 might be, be, be Kirk from, Mac, from Macworld who's, who's written about it. But there, because there's like a difference between like the, the, the two-step and the two-factor, um, like one of them had the recovery codes and like one of them didn't. And so like they're set up in different ways. And so that, that could have been part of it. And I think that, but that in and of itself, and it doesn't matter the, the why, the reality is that, that setting up, you know, two-factor, which is something you need to do, used to be a really messy process. And now Apple has started to grandfather people in or, or, or shift that away, I guess. But yeah, I mean, you're right, mm-hmm. Brie. Like the, the process of getting like, these proper security things set up is a pain in a rat's nest. You're absolutely correct. And, and, and I think that that's kind of one of the the things that we see with with Allo with, with Google's new messenger is that it it you know doesn't have the privacy features turned on by default and it stores your messages and app and Google's like well you can delete them if you want but we need to store them because we can that's the only way we can do you know our, our great um, you know assistance stuff but you know all the, all the security stuff is basically off by default and and you know I, I, the the problem with that obviously is that there should not be a trade-off between usability and security, but, mm-hmm. but there seems to be right now. And well, or at least not problem. as much of one, right? Agreed. I think yeah. it's, it's too far. And, you know, the problem with Windows is not mysterious to a software engineer, right? Like they have all this legacy code that was yep. built up from, you know, Windows 95, Windows 98, Windows 98 SE, you know, then Windows <laughs> NT rolling into Windows 2000. And, you know, like it, it's, and the problem is they... They never had a point where they really cut things off and said, you know what, we're starting over, like Mac did with, you know, going from cocoa to carbon, right? And the problem I see is 
privacy is so freaking critical. I mean, even watching the Edward Snowden movie, where the events of this didn't happen that long ago, and thinking about all the things we've implemented in response yep. to this, mm. um, you know, it is a vastly different security world in 2016 than it was in 2012. Definitely, definitely. And, um, and I think that, I, I, I know it's not as easy as, oh, we're just going to start over, but I almost wish there was... There needs to be more of a central place to control your privacy because right now you have to do it in your iCloud account. Yep. You've got to do it through your iTunes account. If that's separate, you've got to do it per device. You've got to handle all these iCloud settings Honestly, on your Safari Honestly, for myself, I wish chain. that I as a person could go back in time and like yeah. have LastPass my entire life and just... And just and be smart about like when I'm making an account totally. and what the password is like how always have had the opportunity to generate a random password and do that. And I, I feel the same way about all my devices and like how I manage security on that. Like I, I like having authenticator and LastPass and stuff like that. And it's, it's definitely worth to me the pain, like as, as much as I grumble every time I have to use authenticator and like get that stupid code and type it in. I'm like, this is fine. It's for me. But like the problem no, that you're totally. describing, Brie, like it, it does at a certain point because we are trying so hard to protect ourselves. We dig ourselves into a deeper hole when technology then changes and offers us new ways to protect ourselves. And yeah, it's a mess. No, you're, you're, you're definitely dead on. Like you're, you're not wrong at all. Um, I just want to make a quick correction that the person who wrote this story about how to switch between two, uh, two step factor authentication and two step verification was Dan Morin. And he did that for six colors. It's in the show notes, but, oh, good, but, good. but, but anyway, yeah. would, would that, that might've been part of your problem, Brie. I don't know. It doesn't change the fact that what you went through was a pain in the ass. Like that, 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 yeah, but I, it's I'm not, not, it's to... not me complaining about oh, one problem I had on a computer. It's no, about, I know. It's, it's broader it's issue. About, I agree. It really is. And you know, having it sign out of iCloud on every single device you use. Like for me, it's my Mac. It's both my MacBooks. It's all my iOS devices. And I think that it has this, you know, to a certain extent, we all trade convenience for privacy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And look, I have hacking attempts, serious hacking attempts every day of the week. And, you know, we, we regularly have to conduct full security audits in my company. And I realize that I'm more attacked than most people. But I'm telling you, the way things are set up now with two-factor authentication and the difficulty in getting your iCloud security keychain across different Apple devices, a normal person is just not going to use it. And they're mm -hmm. going to recycle passwords. Yeah. And it's just a fact. No, you're, you're, you're right. And that's why I think that, that normalizing apps like LastPass and 1Password is so important. And, and Apple, you know, to their part and Google too, you know, they, they've started to kind of build in kind of password manager things. Like if, if, if you're in Safari um, on iOS or on Mac and, and you're, you know, signing up for a new account, it'll like suggest a password for you and, and, and then save it in your iCloud keychain and stuff. But, you know, but that still takes a, a couple of steps more than most people are going to do. You're right. Most people are going to reuse the same passwords. And that's why, you know, when, when big, you know, things are breached, like there, there was the last FM, you know, hack a couple of weeks ago and, and you have millions and millions of passwords that are, are disclosed. It's scary because people have to look and say, have I used the same password with this email address or this mm -hmm. username? And if I have, I'm screwed because my stuff is now vulnerable. Yeah. And, and, and regular people just don't, they think, oh, well, this account isn't important, so it doesn't matter what the password is, not realizing, well, if I ever use this email, uh, you know, um, address and password combination together, it could be bad things. They just don't think that way. And, 
And I also feel like it, weirdly we've almost, and I've written about this before. Um, I think users just expect to be hacked at this point. They just expect that their their accounts are going to be breached, and there's a certain malaise. That yeah, especially if like if you've say been in a Dropbox or whatever hack, and you've you nothing happened to you because of it. You're just like eh. At a certain point, like, oh, I it, this company was hacked again. I don't know if my stuff is out there, but everything in my bank account looks fine. So Right. There, there, yeah. There's a certain malaise because you just kind of expect it. You know, and you read, we read, we, we see, you know, the stuff is so insane and it's so important. But we also, you know, it, it can be overwhelming too. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I think that that's an opportunity for, for some company, whether, you know, I don't know who it would be, but, but to, to really kind of take control of, you know, security and in privacy stuff and make it dead simple, easy to use. There was there was a service I looked at signing up for this week that, um, you know, like Simone, you just mentioned, oh, okay, it's fine. I didn't have my bank account hacked. That's really not true. Like stuff that ends up hacked, it ends up in these databases on the dark web. Yep. I know, um, and, I know. But and, if and, there's no immediate repercussions, it is oh, so absolutely. hard to... Absolutely. Yeah. But there was a really interesting service that came out that will alert you when your database information does become yeah. available on the dark web. I think that's absolutely fascinating. But I mean, another thing I, I think is just... This is a real missed opportunity for Apple that while we're talking about things like, um, you know, headphone jacks, and I agree it's fun to talk about, but like um, Safari's um, automatically generated password feature. Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Christina, but for you to actually get your your passwords out, you have to go into like five submenus in Safari or go to a random keychain. Like it's not a yeah. gorgeous database. No, it's not like it is in one password. No, it's definitely not. That is such a slam dunk freaking feature for, you know, OS 10 Sierra. I mean, I just, I, I, it, it, it's just an example how they'll, they have, they'll bring you these privacy features and they're done better than anyone else. But the usability, I think giving a C or a D is an utterly fair grade. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. And I, and I think that with them and having talked to people, you know, not necessarily on those teams, but but certainly having talked to people who work on security things at Apple before. I mean, I know that they try to kind of balance the usability with the, you know, things being the utmost like secure and following the right protocols. And I do think that that's a challenge. I think they, they, they struggle. And this is, I think something everybody struggles with, with, which is how much do you um, show to users and how much do you abstract? And that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, finding the passwords you've used is something they kind of hide away because I guess in their mind, they're thinking, well, people aren't going to be looking for that a ton. You know, they, well, no, because I mean, the idea is that, that okay, well, if, if it's all synced in your keychain and you're on your devices and you're logged in, that, you know, it should automatically fill in for you. You're, you're not going to need to edit or, or access those things. So don't make it too easy for people to find all their entries and, and make it overwhelming. But at the same time, you know, I think that's kind of a misnomer. I feel like give people a little more credit and let people kind of be able to find what they've done before and, and, and do what, what one password does, which is really smart, which will alert you when you've used the same password on multiple things and, and, and say, hey, this you, is, this and is guilt an alert. you so hard. Yeah, well. Love you. Love you, password <laughs> managers. <laughs> Gosh. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by MacPaw, which has been creating smart and pixel-perfect Mac apps for over eight years. That is some experience. Their software has millions of users worldwide and has repeatedly topped charts on the App Store. And we were just talking today about how much we want 
copies of Clean My Mac. Well, you, my dear user, you can get uh, the Back to School bundle from MacPaw. You can get Clean My Mac 3 and Gemini 2 to clean up your Mac after the wild excesses of summer that you have been through. You're ready to go back to a professional environment. Even if even if you worked, you know, all through the summer, you're ready to take off your flip-flops and put on a, a suit and tie suit and skirt, whatever. that Suit and tie I meant is a gender-neutral thing. I don't want you to think that I'm just talking about men because I'm not. Everyone wears suits and ties in the sexy madmen world that I inhabit in my mind. You, my gender-neutral listeners, are going to put on your suits and ties and go back to work where you need to be professional, which is why you need to clean up your Mac. You do. You've got, I don't know, you've got all kinds of junk on there. With Clean My Mac and Gemini, you can speed up your system you can get rid of junk and duplicate files, which, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you can easily uninstall extra apps that you never use. Get rid of them. Find them. You need something to find them for you and tell you to uninstall them. Clean my Mac and Gemini. Yo, get on this. Your Mac will work faster and you'll have so much more free space. You will not even, you'll be weeping. Tears will be dripping from your eyeballs. So you, my friends, can get this back to school bundle at macpaw.com slash rocket. That's M-A-C-P-A-W dot com slash rocket. Thank you so much, MacPaw, for your support of this show, Rocket and Relay FM. So we got yelled at, Simone, the other day for our long ad reads because sometimes we get sponsors and I really do love their stuff and I want to tell people about it. So I, I will ramble. just say, I'm a rambler. Yeah. I start oh telling no, no, stories. No. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but my point here is like, Clean My Mac is like a legit, awesome it's a great app. utility. I love it, especially like, because getting the extra SSD option on a Mac is so expensive. Um, you know, like I've cheaped out on a Mac or two. I'm not, I'm going to cop to that. It is, it is really, really awesome for finding like stupid stuff. Like you hit the download button for a movie twice and you've got like two copies of some three gig trailer on your box. And it's, it's just freaking genius at doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, I wholeheartedly endorse this product. It's awesome. I don't even know how many ebooks I have hiding in my folders. <laughs> and that's what's great about it. And, and and same same with Gemini too. Like it's a really good duplicate finder, um, which is really useful, especially like if you've doubled backed up like your photos to a Dropbox and also to someplace else and you're like, I don't need to have both copies of these someplace is really useful. Yeah. Shall we roll on to our third topic, <laughs> which is of vital importance to both Christina it is and vital importance. All yeah, right, okay. let's just strap on your stupid and let's do this. <laughs> oh, 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 shots have been fired. Rihanna, oh. how could, so. No, 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 I, I'm not going to judge. Christina, was judge. it just yesterday okay. or was it Monday that this happened? <laughs> it was just yesterday. Just this was yesterday. just Tuesday. This was I just Tuesday. It's only- And there was a headline that I could not believe. And it was about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie filing for divorce. And I said, no, no, that's not real. That's not happening. And then more links started pouring in. And then there was a company-wide fight club about which team we were on. The point is... Yes. So where did Vox come down? Because I'll tell you where Gawker came down. Where, 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 excuse me, I Gizmo honestly can't tell you down. because I, ha- I, I was so distraught that I had to stop reading. Although I did have a battle with uh, my, my coworker and friend, Julia Alexander, who is uh, te- from way back when, Team Jen. So uh, she yeah. was celebrating and I, I was... Of course. I, I mean, on the floor. I mean, I, I, I was love is dead. I don't know. Love I like dead. them both. 
Love is Dead. I, I like them both. I like both both Brad and Angelina. I'm probably tending to decide more Angelina in this case. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. You know, I, I I don't know who is at fault. I don't know what's going on. I think I tend to be Team Angelina. I was Team Angelina when it was Team when it was Angelina versus you know Jen. 14 years ago, um, I, or, you know, 12 years ago, whenever it was, I, oh my God, I, I know that, I know that Jennifer Aniston was the wronged woman. I get it. I get it. Uh, Angelina Jolie was much more attractive. And frankly, I was like, eh, I, I would understood say if, if my significant other left me for Angelina Jolie. It's all I'm saying. Like, I, 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 I would understand. We've had and, this conversation. We have had this conversation and, and I, 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 I get it, but no, I was distraught. Like when I, I literally not, I saw it on Twitter and then it happened in Slack. And then I literally started getting text messages and tweets from people who were like, are you okay? People who know what? you. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh my goodness. Because people, well, it's the same thing with Hill, with, with, with Swift and, 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 and with the Kimmy, I think. Like, people okay, just that's know that, legit. Like, yeah. Cause that's a dream getting crushed. Like, of course. No, Hiddle yeah. Swift. Yeah. Well, no, actually I was upset about Hiddle Swift because it meant that there would be no more drama for me to consume. Right. So, but this, this actually, cause like I, so sad. back, back up to like when this happened, like cheating is one of my like, no go, like do not pass go horrible, awful, don't even talk to me things. But the fact that like they, after that, they stayed together for so long and had a bunch of kids and like seemed to be like just really accepting of them and generally good parents from what we could see. I was like, okay, obviously like. This was a true love scenario. Like I, you cheated on Jen, and that's terrible. But you did it to end up with someone who is clearly your soulmate, right? Right. Which which happens? I like guess sometimes not. things are. I guess not, but because because things are messy, and and also it's true. Real life is Jen not a cl- fantasy. And 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 look, I don't know how much there was like cheating. I think there was like a flirtation involved, and then like he like told Jenny, he was like, I think I'm into this other person, and she was like, what? And he was like, yeah, and she was like, can we work can on it? Can you like, like maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I totally will. And and then, uh, I, you know, I think that, that but yeah, it, you thought, we thought, you were like, even if it started in a messy way, it's true love, and, and mm. they're going to be together forever. And so the fact that it's ending, and the fact that she's filing for for sole custody, and that like ah. he found out that he was getting divorced yesterday, and it's just it's just it's deeply upsetting because they were so pretty together. Yeah, and they had so many great kids. Their kids are so, so great. great. The the one the one advantage is I think the youngest children are like ten now, so it's it's never a good thing for kids. But I think you know the older ones are like you know about to go to co- I think you know um um uh. Uh, Pax, I think, is about to, you know, be like college age. So, you know, because she adopted him like early on. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that that's the only, or you know, he's maybe sixteen. I don't know. There. Yeah, my parents I, got divorced I, when I was eighteen, and it was such a non-event for me because I was like, "Yep, I'm I'm going off to college next year, and you guys don't belong together anyway. This is fine." It was harder for my brother, who was three years younger than me. So I think, like, even that much different. Like, it makes oh, a big yeah, difference. Totally. I, 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 th- I think, I think for you know the younger kids will be bad. But I mean, I guess the the one thing I was saying is at least for the kids' sake, I think they're all over ten. So I mean, it's never good for for children, but at least they're not like four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not it's not, it's not a Surrey Cruise situation where you can't go to kindergarten. You know, like where daddy can't take you to kindergarten because you know paparazzi are, are like taking. Ugh, you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be one of those. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I guess I don't know. 
it's it's okay. So Simone, say in the future, you know, we all know this is going to happen. You're going to meet Kate McKinnon and you two are going to hit it off and you're going to end up together forever, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, so I like Kate McKinnon a lot. And I like Angelina Jolie a lot. And because I have so much respect for everything she's accomplished in her life, like, I mean, just being an actress, having a career over a decade is like, like, salute. Like, you're awesome. And her her humanitarian work is awesome. And she's, she is, she's someone that I've never met her, but I have such deep respect for what she's accomplishing. And for me, like, I'm not telling either of you like how to feel, but for me, the way that respect comes out is going like, Oh, somebody I really care about is going through a really crappy divorce in the public eye. That's got to suck. Well, I'll just keep my nose out of that as a show of respect to her. That's a very mature and wonderful way to handle it. And I wish that I were a big enough person to say that. Um, Unfortunately, this is – and the thing is I love Angelina Jolie and I would like to think that I would be like good enough to like think of that. And if I had any personal relationship with her or ever thought that I could, I might be that way. Unfortunately, um, (laughs) she was one half of the most famous couple in the freaking universe. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe, maybe not currently most famous, like Farhad Manju. He was like, they're not even that famous anymore. It's like, uh, you're wrong. They're they're they, they, she they, is. They, she is. Well, <laughs> he is too. They they they've got like even if they're not like like box huge box office stars now, like they have cred. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where they have like they've like built up fame. Um, like you know, people know who they are, and and. Yes, I wish that I could be a big person like that. Just be like, I'm so sorry for your loss, and and, and I, I wish you the best in, in these challenging times. Uh, the gossip part of me is just like, and again, I'm not even like getting into all the gossip stuff about what may have happened and, and who he may have had an affair with or this or that. Like, I don't even Ooh. care. I'm just sad that like the prettiest couple in Hollywood is over and that love is dead. Well, now we all have yeah. to watch that by the sea movie that oh, she God. made. No, we don't. And no, think we don't about though. It. No, we don't, because that movie was depressing. I was going to say, this is, like, yet another sign. Like, don't do a movie with your spouse. Like, I get it. They met while making Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, and I get it. But that's a little bit different. Like, that's how you have the flirtation. That's, like, the spark of the relationship. After that is done, don't ever do a movie with your spouse. It never, uh, you know, ends no. up right. You know, eyes wide shut. Like, you know, that was the end of Tom and Nicole. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, like there, there's so many examples where like, it's just not a good idea to work with or, or like star in movies with, with your significant other. Like it just ends up being badly. Like remember on, on one tree hill when like Sophia Butch married, um, Chad Michael Murray. And then two months later he cheated on her with, with Paris Hilton. And then, and then they got divorced. Like they got the marriage and old or whatever. Cause she's like, screw you. And then she had to work with him for five more years oh my and gosh. pretend to be his girlfriend, which I mean, can you even imagine like this guy cheats on you with Paris Hilton and you're like, I don't know. I she's the best EDM DJ in the world. That's true. Yeah, I don't. That's true. I, I, no, I, no. I, poor Sophia Bush. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, I think that the, the by the sea, like, was, I think the, the, the making a, a really difficult movie with your spouse about oh. a really difficult marriage, I just feel like there's no way that can end well. Yeah, there is something going on there. Well, yeah, this. I realize love is not actually dead and things are complex. However, I was quite personally invested in this particular celebrity relationship. (laughs) Of course you were. You're a human being, Simone. (laughs) Thank you, Christina. You're a human being, too. (laughs) So I I know you don't care. You're still a human. 
There's this tiny paper that put out an article about this that I just loved because I saw Monuments Men. I made that terrible mistake with my life. Oh. And it was uh, it was London School of Economics lecture to divorce actor husband. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I read? Can, can, can I read you guys the uh, the, the Gizmodo headline because yes. because we did yes. find it. We did find a tech angle. Okay. Um, possible Gizmodo fan Angelina Jolie is divorcing Brad Pitt, <laughs> and he, he, here's where the story comes from. Um. As we reported back in 2009, because there was a Gizmodo story from 2009, Angelina Jolie is maybe possibly a Gizmodo reader. So Angie, if you're reading this, check out our iPhone 7 coverage or maybe give Jen a call. You do probably have so much to talk about. Anyway, it's, it's a very quick blurb. Um, but but the, the fact that, that we actually had in our archives a story about how apparently she really liked the Palm Pre and visited Gizmodo and Engadget and, 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 and other like websites. Oh and then like God. Palm reached out and they were like, we never gave her a phone. So this story is probably made up but regardless like the fact that there was like even a rumor that someone's like that some like set person spread that like she visited gizmodo like which i'm sure she doesn't or and never did gave us our in and that was why we were able to uh to write about it on gizmodo.com possible Um, gizmodo fan is killing me (laughs) possible gizmodo fan angelino julie is divorcing brad pitt it's a great headline um, a great angle on our story. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but I also like, uh, like, like, like the, the one you were saying, Brie, I I love that. Like, like lecturer divorces. I'm sorry. Like Brad Pitt's star is just not shining as brightly as Angelina Jolie. Uh, No, you're right. It's not, it's not. I I, I just mean historically, like he, because like you have like a certain amount of like, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, uh, cachet. Not yeah, ca- yeah, cachet, yeah. but also there's there's like um historical, not historical, but there's there's like a institutional. That's the word ah. I'm looking for. You have like a certain like institutional fame yeah. that certain people have, and like like George Clooney's the same way. Like even though his star is not as bright, and 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 he's been in more, you know, hit movies. I think recently. Oh no, Brad Pitt was in Twelve Years a Slave. I don't know. Like they 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 both kind of like their their stars definitely. I feel aren't, like there's you know, a chillness associated with it because like when I picture George Clooney not being in movies, I'm like he is sitting in his villa in Italy on like Com- like Como, just enjoying with, his with life him, with, with, with his, his with his wife, really beautiful wife, who is also who with his wife, who is also more incredible. talented than. Right. Yeah, and um, I feel the same way about I, I. I guess I feel the same way vaguely about Brad Pitt. At least prior to this, I was like, if he's on a movie, he's probably enjoying his children and you know on a lake somewhere. That, no, that, totally. That's certainly where I picture people's happy place being. I guess is a lake somewhere. No, I mean you're dead on, and 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 but unlike uh, Corey Feldman, who when he's on in movies, I picture weeping in a bathroom. Exactly, and that's the thing. But so that—that's, I guess, my point is like, even though he might not be as famous or as hot anymore, he's certainly not like a a, a Bradley Cooper. You know what I mean? He's, he's not like not a, a tryhard. You know, but, but you know what I mean. But like, but, but what I mean is, he's not getting like cast in like all the new hot projects or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying that. But there's a sort of institutional fame that even if he were never in another movie again. He would be invited He's like, to the Oscars for the rest uh, of his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. He, he goes out yeah. with dignity, I guess, is the... But, I mean, this is why I respect Angelina Jolie so much. Yes, is she yes. didn't stop with, you know, being the Tomb Raider hot no. girl, right? Like she, well, no, she was never really about that. I mean, she started, you know, she was in Hackers and she was in some other things. But, like, right. I first saw her in Gia. I mean, Hackers is not a great movie. But uh, and that's how she met her first husband, uh, Johnny Girl Miller. Interrupted. Girl, Girl Interrupted. Girl Interrupted was what she won an Oscar for. But, but, uh. but Gia was what I first saw her in with the HBO film about the, the the model Gia who died of AIDS. And I remember watching that and it was like, it came out in like 98 or, or 97 or something. I remember, I guess I watched it in 98 and I was like 16. And I remember watching this movie on HBO and, 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 um, 
basically or as I was 15, I guess. And, and like looking and being like, this is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life. And also the acting was really good. And that was the thing, you know, she's a really good actress and, but you're right. She didn't stop at like the Tomb Raider hot girl thing where she could have, like, she literally said, I want to be humanitarian. I want to speak of the UN. I want to be more than just, and, and, and a lot of people will say they want to do humanitarian efforts and then they don't really put their money where their mouth is. You know no, what I mean? She, like, you can see, it. I mean, if you read about her work, like I'm talking about going to war zones and oh, this completely. is, this is, you know, and she got it. I remember, Really getting really upset with a lot of my academic friends. And, you know, if you want to be an academic, more power to you. But they were genuinely apoplectic about her, you know, becoming a lecturer at the London School of yeah, Economics. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, why and, is she And not- she's like, of she's course. gone to war zones, has done the work here, like has a lot to say from like not writing a dissertation, but actually being there. Yeah. Like doing this, raising money, distributing supplies, like getting things going in that neighborhood. And it's, this is, I don't know. I respect somebody that like does it all. Do yeah. you know what no, I mean? I, I agree completely. No, I'm yeah. a huge fan of hers. That's why I'm, I'm going to have to be Team Angie over Team Brad, even though I've always enjoyed Brad. I've, Fight Club is one of my favorite movies ever, and, and Tyler Durden is my spirit animal. But, you know, um, but, 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 but Team Angie. Yep. All right. There it is. There it is. Uh, what are you up to this week, Christina? So I'm finishing up, uh, you know, iPhone reviews, and I've got a couple other stories coming, and uh, just uh, you know, working on the grind and and crying over love being dead. Yep, love is dead. Uh, also, also, let me just put this out here. Sorry if this is no, not no, okay, you guys. But uh, my uh, my husband was laid off from his job last week, which is sad. So if anybody is looking for anyone who um, has a expert a programmer who you know works in Django or, or um, Python or, or less SCSS wireframing anything like that, uh, either you know for remote work or from New York City. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, do it. Anyway. He's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Brianna, what are you up to? So, um, honestly, I'm working on my book deal, and uh, I'm spending a lot of time volunteering for the Hillary campaign. Uh, you know, Rocket is not a political show, but uh, I care a lot about this election, so that's what I've been taking off work time to, from work to do. I found one of their ham- campaign headquarters, like right down the street from my house when I was on a walk this weekend. Oh, I was like, fun. oh, hey, that's, that's really fun. cool. It's a lot of fun to do it. If you're a Rocket listener and you care, volunteering yeah. is a blast. There could be um, one in your very yeah. home. Neighborhood, probably not inside your home. I'm sorry, Hillary's not calling from inside the house, um, unless she is. Unless you're Bill, that would be kind of awesome. And she is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what am I doing this week? Uh, oh gosh, so the entire Polycon team is going to Chicago next week for like yearly retreat thing. So we're just kind of you know banking, banking content this week. Uh, I have to say the best two episodes of SEO play that I've made in my life are coming up these next couple weeks. And I have been like alternately laughing and just like laying my head on my desk and wheezing as I cut them together. So uh, keep an eye out for those. They'll be on my Twitter. I I usually pin them. So the latest one was Destiny Rise of Iron and it's pinned on my Twitter right now. (gasps) Ooh. Yeah. That was just downloaded to my PS4. So as soon as we finish this, I'm going to go, go play it. Oh, gosh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy for you. All right. I think that's pretty much all I'm doing this week. Uh, Brianna, where can we find Where can we find you online? Destiny? Uh, online? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Destiny. Come hit up Feminist War Cult and we will <laughs> we'll go raise our light level together. Or on Twitter, Space Cat Gal. 
And Christina, what about you? Uh, you can find my writing at gizmodo.com and you can find uh, my tweets, my Instagrams, my Snapchats, etc. at film underscore girl. Nice. You can find me on Twitter at doomquasar. You can find my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. And thank you once again for listening to a fantastic episode of Rocket that we loved. Uh, if you liked it super much, uh, you should go rate it on iTunes. Maybe leave a little review if you're feeling generous. Uh, drop a few stars in the bucket. And have a great week. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 